Hello and a warm welcome. I'm Armin Trost, professor at the Furtwangen University in Germany. And this is my series on human resources strategies, a real master course for advanced HR students, professionals and executives. This series is available on YouTube and on all podcatchers like iTunes or Spotify. All slides that support this series are available on my website. For more information, please read the description to this YouTube or podcast. I'd also like to refer to my book, Human Resources Strategies, available at most online bookstores. So, again, thanks for listening Have fun and gain valuable insights into the fascinating world of HR strategies. Okay, well, so good to have you back. In the last episode, we were talking about learning cases. And the idea was to classify different learning needs into distinct categories. And today I would like to go a little bit further and would like to talk about learning strategy. So here's the question in the beginning. What is your corporate learning strategy? What is that? Do you have one in your organization? Could you, could you explain it to me? I know, I know this question sounds similar to the one I was sharing with you when it came to talent acquisition strategy. Now we talk about corporate learning strategy. What is that? What would you say? And, um, you know, again, the typical answer is that you might come up with a lot of different activities saying, yeah, we have this program here, we have that program there, and then we do some onboarding, and then we have this learning management system here, and then we have <laughs> a new corporate university here, whatsoever. So, mm, Yeah, okay, but what's your strategy? And even when you want to describe your strategy, I would say among more questions, there are a few questions that might be relevant. And the first question is, how do we understand and identify learning needs of specific taught groups and related learning situations? I mean, that's the starter. How do we make sure that learning needs become apparent that they become visible. It, it does not mean that every learning need must become visible. Also, not every learning need must become, uh, uh, must be identified. A lot of learning needs are unconscious, of course. And many people in the organization would not name a learning need a learning need. They would name it a problem. And they have millions of problems every day, of course. So, But when we want to deal with learning on a strategic basis, when we want to manage things, a good question is, how can we make sure that we, whoever we is, understand the learning needs? Then the next question is, how do we classify any learning situation and learning needs according to predefined criteria in the distinct learning cases? This is already a kind of recommendation here, as I pointed out last time, sort things, classify things into distinct learning cases. 
Next one. How do we translate learning situations and cases into specific learning activities? How do we do this once we have understood learning cases? And how is that based on strategic learning priorities? As you will see, strategic learning priorities about is about whenever we think about learning in our organization, how do we do it? How do we think about it? What is our priority? What is our learning philosophy? And in this episode, I'm going to share with you two, three strategic pairs of statements that show you different directions you, you, you might go. Okay? Last question. What is the role of the HR function and the role of others related to distinct learning cases? Who is responsible for what? Okay, what is the role of HR? And here I can refer also again to my to my HR triangle. Triangle. It was the third episode about different types of HR. Is it that you centrally want to plan and control all learning activities, or is it that you want to enable the people, the teams, the supervisors, the employees, so that they can learn by themselves? What is your role? Okay. So, I show you a roadmap. Okay? A roadmap. And, and that's really a plan. And you can follow this roadmap in your organization to come up with a corporate learning strategy. And it all starts with learning needs. We were talking about this in the last episode. What are the different learning needs? Just Do a workshop with employees, with supervisors, with people from training and development department, with, with HR business partner, whoever, and just, just collect different learning needs, all sorts of things. You will come up with 50, hundreds different learning needs. Just You, you don't need to have to collect all of them. You can't. There are millions. Yeah. Billion. But just some iconic signature learning needs. Just make sure that you have the best possible variety of all learning needs that might come to your mind, that you might have observed in the past, that you might expect in the future. So just write them down, collect them. There are different medias how you can do this. And then you use some learning characteristics to classify these learning needs into distinct learning cases. We did this in the last episode. Is it about mediation or creation when it comes to this particular need? Is this individual or group learning? Is that uh, small scope, big scope? Is that unique or is that recurring? What is it? And, and depending on this, you might come up with a few distinct learning cases. Okay? And that's the interesting thing. And now I repeat myself, as always, I know. Uh, to reduce the complexity of this incredible variety of different learning needs, it really helps to classify them, to put them into different distinct categories. And then, from here on, you only focus on these categories, saying, okay, This is case one, this is case two, this is case three. And then you, it's, it's much more simpler for you as the organization to deal with these learning cases instead of dealing with every single learning need, every single of the million and billion learning needs that might occur in your organization. 
So once you have your distinct learning cases, the next thing you do by latest then, by latest, is you think about your strategic learning priorities. How do you think about learning? Yeah. So I will show you different uh, strategic priorities here. Is learning something that is in the responsibility of the learner? Or is learning something that is in the responsibility of HR? Huh. Do you learn on stock as a preparation or do you learn on demand? Hmm. Do you learn from experts or do you learn from others? Okay, different cases require different priorities, that might be, but what is your default setting? Yeah? What is your philosophy about learning? This is, this is what, I, what I mean when talking about strategic learning priorities. And, I mean, it's, it might be needless to, to mention here, these priorities heavily depend on the cultural and structural context. Okay? I mean, you see, that's always the same logic I follow. In every episode, with every concept, we always start with a problem, right? Then we consider the context, then comes the solution, then comes the operational design. The same is what we do here. So, you have your distinct learning cases. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. And now you think, okay, what do we do with these different cases? And uh, this is based on strategic learning priorities, how you think about learning. And then you might think about specific activities, things you concretely do. And I will show you some example. Uh, by the way, I will have one episode about executive education. Uh, this is, refers to one specific case. It's a specific case, not comparable to many other cases, but very specific case. And this is going to be a very good example. I'm going to show you different priorities and what this means for how you actually running executive education, because there are many different ways to do this. But what you do will depend on your priorities, which depend on the context. Okay, agile, stable, and so on. Okay, and then we will end with a question. Okay, once we know the activities, seminars, a program, a platform, a whatever, then we think about how we do it in terms of learning operation. Okay, so, so far you have understood what distinct learning cases are. Let's look at the strategic learning priorities. As I said, They refer to the general tendency on how a company intends to deal with learning. As I said, different learning cases might require different priorities. But the strategic priorities here serve as a kind of default setting. A general view you could also see as a kind of learning philosophy that heavily depends on the context. Yeah? These are essential, then, to think about the very specific operation, okay? And uh, let me start here with a little overview, a very uh, snapshot of different priorities. And I, let's just look at this as a kind of a summary, and then I will show you some, some, some examples. So what I do is I compare a world which is very much about stability 
in hierarchy versus a, well, a world which is more connected in terms of networks and teams and is more agile. Okay, uh, let's compare these two worlds in terms of learning. And what I do here is really a black and white picture. And I will summarize both worlds. And I will do this in very, very few sentences. Just to give you a little bit a feeling of what the differences are. Okay? So let me describe how learning is seen in a very hierarchical, stable world. Knowing that this is now oversimplified and very extreme and very much stereotypic. Okay? Learning is something individual. Yeah? And the people learn from experts, from managers and trainers. Yeah? It's pretty much off the job. They go to seminars, into a, uh, into a, uh, a corporate university, into a hotel, conference center, into any kind of training facility. And of course, everything you do here is planned. It's planned maybe in the performance appraisal when you think about the, the future development. It's very, very formal. It's really organized. You have places, you have material, you have occasion, which is absolutely dedicated to learning. Yeah? And it's because the company wants you to do the training. It's the manager tell you, look, John, you go to this English training because you need it. Yeah? Okay? And it's, it's very much planned on long cycles. Maybe one time in a year, the manager and, and the employee sit together and think about what are the three, five learning activities that you're supposed to attend in the upcoming 12 months. And why is somebody required to, to learn something? Because he or she does not fully fit to the job profile. It's the requirements who determine uh, uh, the learning needs. And once the people have learned something in the seminar, in the training room, in the classroom, we hope that they transfer the learning into the real world. Okay? This is old school learning uh, in a stable hierarchical world. Okay? Now, let's move to a more agile world. And what I say is that all the things that I just mentioned, planned learning, off-the-job learning, formal learning, long cycled, planned on long cycle, also happens in agile world. But what happens in agile world is you do things on top. You do things in an additional way. So it's not just individual learning. In agile world, it's also social learning. You learn all together and you learn from and with others. You learn from your colleagues. You learn while you work, on the job, on demand, in the situation when the problem occurs and it's pretty much informal and it's really driven by the employee. Employees learn something because they think it's good to learn, because they want to learn and they plan. If any planning occurs, They plan it on a short cycle, uh, really. And the people are very much driven by curiosity, by uncertainty, because they see there is the problem and they want to solve this. And there is no difference between work and learn. learn. So there is no transfer needed because learning happens in the working environment. So you feel the difference? It was very much black and white. So if you look at this black and white stability and agility, Where are you? If, if stability, the old word that I just have described, if, if that is zero and agility is 10, how would you rank your current view on learning in your particular organization? That's a question here, right? 
And that refers pretty much on your understanding about, about learning. Now let's go deeper into some of these aspects. And you remember uh, something around the structural and cultural context where we were talking about the T concept. You, you might remember, I, know, I guess it was episode number seven about the dimensions of leadership and organization. And um, I compared two different worlds. One world, uh, which is more the hierarchical world, is described as you have managers as a kind of big T's. Yeah? They know a lot in general and they have a lot of expertise. These are the big master superstar hero managers. And the people are small T's. They know a little bit in general and they know a little bit uh, with regards to special knowledge. So in such a setting, guess who is the teacher? Yeah, the manager is the teacher. And if it's not the manager, the manager brings in an expert, another big T, saying, hey, guys, you need to learn how to run projects. So I tell you, I'm the master, I'm the super guru, or I bring in an expert He or she will tell you how to do it because you are the learner, I am the teacher. Right? Now, in an agile world, as you have learned, the context is different. You might have employees who everybody for his or her own is an expert in one thing or in a few things. So you have many different experts. Deep T's. You know, you have to imagine this with a deep vertical line of the T experts. And the manager is the generalist. The manager, the supervisor of the team, has the overview. Not so much expertise. He knows a lot about everything. So the overview, the long-term view, the big picture, as we used to say. But the people, they are the experts. And in technical terms, in professional terms, They know much more than the supervisor. Yeah, You can imagine this situation, a completely different situation. Now let's think about learning in that case. Who is the teacher there? From whom do the people learn? From whom does an expert learn the most? Guess who? Yeah, they learn from other experts. Experts learn from other experts and not from a big teacher. Maybe there might be a big teacher. Yeah? I mean, if you are already uh, an expert in something, if you are really an expert in, uh, in human resource management, yeah, okay, there is still somebody who is much better than you. Yeah? I mean, you can attend a seminar with Dave Ulrich or something like this. He's a super guru. Yeah? Of course, you can do this and learn from him. And you can learn a lot from him. Really, I did two seminars with him. Yeah. Um, But in a regular setting, when there is no guru around, the experts learn from the other. So learning is much more something horizontal. To put this into strategic statements, the first setting goes like this. Employees learn from professional trainers who have professional superiority and didactic experience. Huh? Here is the teacher and here is the learner. While in the other setting, the strategic statement goes like this. And that's different, yes, you see. Employees learn from and with others. They are teachers and learners at the same time. Everybody is a teacher. 
everybody is a learner. And that's a cool idea behind this. Yeah. I don't I'm not sure about this, but but it's said that Confucius, the great Confucius once mentioned a, a sentence like like this uh I just paraphrase here. Said um whenever you have a walk with two people, at least one of you can be your teacher. I said, isn't that cool? I love it. You can you can learn something from everybody. Really. And that's a it's it's wonderful, really. It's a, it's a it's a motto of mine, actually, really. So I mean, I have to spend a lot of time on conferences, and I meet a lot of people, and I have a lot of chats, and then uh, I meet people at a get together after an event, uh, having a beer or so, and then you have, the entire evening you have conversation. I mean, not the evening, the entire day in the breaks, and so. And I really said to myself, when I spend so much time talking with other people, I want to take something home from each and every conversation. And if it's just a tiny piece, something, because I know you can learn something from everybody, not just from the super guru, okay? That's a different mindset. That's a different learning priority. And in your organization, if you say, we want that the people learn from each others, within each other, much more than always learning from a super guru, then you will come up with completely different activities. I promise you, as, we, as we're going to see. Um, here is another point. Uh, I mean, think about any kind of employee in your organization, in any kind of function, whatever it is. And this employee has a problem. And he or she is not capable of solving the problem. But he's supposed to solve the problem. So what this person needs is learning. Moving from the situation where I don't know how to solve the problem into the situation of now I can solve the problem. And what is this person supposed to do? Let's, let's assume that it's, it's, a, it's a simple a little little scope in that case it's a it's a it's a little question something that is could be solved in in a few minutes maybe could also be something which is bigger right and what will the learner do now what will he or she do how will he or she deal with this particular situation i mean one question of course is is he or she now responsible for learning or is he or she now Supposed to talk to the boss, uh, saying, Hey, boss, I don't know how to solve the problem. Please show me. <laughs> yeah, in many organizations, this is what happens, when, particularly when you have the boss role. In the coach role, they will say, Ah, you have a problem. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You don't know how to solve the problem. Hmm. Then you better find out. D don't you know how to find it out? Think about it. <laughs> make a proposal yeah with whom do you need to talk you don't know okay think about it who is responsible for learning is it the employee or is it the boss now some companies have poor or very rich learning on demand environment what does that mean 
there are different things a learner, an employee might do in a particular situation. And I just mention now a lot of things that might be possible. Of course, he or she can talk to the immediate supervisor. Hey, do you know how to solve this problem? He or she might share uh, uh, the problem on 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 a, on a kind of um, on a kind of intranet page, like a in enterprise social network. Hey, does anybody know how to solve this problem? Uh, this employee might say, okay, hmm, that happens sometimes, so maybe I should attend uh, off-the-job training. Could be a webinar, or so, no, could be something, uh, could be a seminar in a hotel. Say, okay, I book this because then I'm safe. Maybe there is something like a community of practice where, where people informally meet from different functions, sometimes from different organizations, and they just share problems and share insights and best practices. Okay, I ask them, Uh, maybe there's something like a yellow page in the organization where you can simply look, hmm, who knows something about this problem? Okay, let's see and talk to this person. Um, of course, you can talk to colleagues anyway, yeah, inside the organization. You talk to a colleague, hey, can you help me on this maybe? Yeah. So there are resources. There are resources around you. And some resources are within your organization, resources you might use learning resources but very often and to a growing extent there are learning resources beyond the company border for instance think about MOOC I mean you now attend a MOOC a massive open online course yeah? and you know every day I have 3,000 visits on, on my channel 3,000 people so at any point of time there are 12 to 15 people watching my YouTube This is massive open online course. And there are a lot of HR professionals who, who learn about HR while watching my YouTube or listen to my podcast. Yeah, So this is interesting. And that is beyond your border. And that's an available resource. So you might use this. You might listen to podcasts. You might use something like micro-blocking, sharing your problem in a, in a, in a, a Twitter maybe or uh, internally and jammer. Yeah, or or you go to LinkedIn and post a problem there, or, or you have your forums um, where you can share problems. Yeah, you can go to conferences. You can just watch a YouTube tutorial. You 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 can go to wikis, blogs, forums. You can read books, articles, and whatever. So this can go on and on and on. What I'm talking about is the question of. If you have a problem and you want to solve the problem, you cannot don't know how to solve the problem, so you better learn what are the resources in your organization to learn on demand. Learning on demand means I learn in the situation when the problem occurs. Huh? And some companies really encourage this. They make sure that the people have the environment, they have the resources to autonomously learn on demand. Right? Uh, and the opposite of this, of course, is learn on stock. Learning on stock means our employees learn in advance so that they have relevant knowledge available when they need it. Yeah, I mean, this is what happens in universities very often. Yeah? The students learn on stock. They learn something so that they know it once they might need it. Yeah. 
Some also name it cynically learning just in case. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's one option. Okay. More and more companies, they set their strategic learning priorities differently. Uh, they would not subscribe this statement. Not at all. Uh, they would rather say, learning takes place on demand and at short notice when employees and teams recognize their learning needs. This is learning on demand. Which one would you subscribe? It's a strategic decision. Yeah, It's a strategic decision. So, now, again, you looked at the distinct learning cases, the, difference, the different cases you have identified. And based on your strategic learning priorities, yeah, learn from others, learn from teacher, uh, learn on stock, learn on demand, employees are responsible, organization is responsible. Depending on your priorities, you define what you will actually do in the organization. And um, is it a seminar? Is it just offering resources in the internet? Is it a platform? Is it that you refer to an internal uh, network like Jammer or any kind of enterprise social network? What is it what you do? Yeah, Are these webinars? Are these long-term programs? Is that a... A, what is it? Is it a podcast, maybe an internal? Is it what is it? What is your learning activity that is addressing the distinct learning cases based on your strategic priorities? I mean, whenever you think about these learning operations, and now this is the fourth level, yeah, the fourth level, the upper operational level, you might think about roles, you might think about um, who is the organizer of that thing, who is the facilitator, who is the instructor, who decides upon who attends this thing, who is the learner, who is the evaluator, who is the mentor, who is the coach, who are those roles that are involved in any kind of learning activity. Not saying that you need all those roles, but who is responsible for what? And then... Uh, who are the active players in that thing? The employees, the trainee, supervisor, HR function, externals, executives, customers. Who plays an active part in in that role? I mean, this is not talk about role. No, this is about specific target groups, right? Which resources do you need for any kind of learning activity? Which kind of infrastructure? What kind of budget? Money? Huh? Do you need internet? If yes, what internet? Of course you need internet. But in which way? Which platform? Which material are, are you supposed to use? Video, print, documents, PowerPoints, screencast, videocast, podcasts, yeah? universities. Do you need some any partners with whom you work with? Maybe with your executive MBA program or, or whatever. Yeah? Platforms. Which platforms do you want to use? Okay, so which resources do you need for any kind of uh, uh, learning activity? It's good to be prepared here. It's good to have a, a general idea on this. Uh, which formats do you use? Which, again, depends on your strategic priorities. Classroom webinars, coaching, stretch jobs, just give the people a challenge, yeah? literature, workshops, or is it just work? What is it? So, roles, 
and responsibilities, who are the players, which resources, which formats. So this is the operational level. Okay? So I know that this episode was kind of abstract, kind of vague. I know it's it's complex. But I hope that I could share with you at least a kind of idea on how you might set up a corporate learning strategy. By the way, this is the only part in the entire, probably, in the entire series where I went not too deep uh, into this, into, into, into my book. In my book, you will find all strategic dimensions, all strategic priorities, of course, But this roadmap towards how to set up a learning strategy as a whole, I, I went not so deep into this in my book. So that was a final comment here. Thanks for listening and see us next time. Bye.